Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KCAA News Time, 6 o'clock. Currently 89 degrees in San Bernardino. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we'll take a good look at the Osgood Files and then get ready for the PDA Political Hour, hosted by Mark Westwood, live and local, from our studios at the Carousel Mall in San Bernardino. Followed at 7 o'clock by the Patriot Radio Show with Tom O'Halloran. I'm John Watanabe on the Inland Talk Express, AM 1050, and on the World Wide Web at kcaaradio.com. The Osgood File, sponsored in part by LiftMaster Garage Door Openers. Use your smartphone to open or close your garage door anytime from anywhere. This is Charles Osgood on the CBS Radio Network. For coffee lovers, that first cup of joe in the morning really kicks off the day. But how do you drink that cup? Do you slowly sip your coffee, looking to savor every drop? Or do you gulp it down, no matter how scalding hot it might be? The full pour on that subject after this. Think about summer and how much more often you open your garage door. And think about this. One in 15 garage doors may lack the latest safety features or may not be operating properly. That's a good reason, I think, to do LiftMaster's three-step safety check. It'll also give you a chance to win garage makeovers for you and up to 10 neighbors. Learn more at liftmaster.com slash garage safety. No purchase necessary. 50 U.S. and D.C. only. 18 plus. Final entry 9914. See rules for details. Void where prohibited. Celebrate the 4th of July in style. Get $25 off when you spend $75 or more in the next 75 hours at Camping World, the nation's largest outdoor retailer. Everything you need for summer outdoor adventures is at Camping World. Grills, outdoor tables, chairs, patio mats, coolers, and more. Go to CampingWorld.com or visit a store near you and use promo code RADIO75 to receive this one-time only offer. Offer. Don't miss out. The 75-hour offer ends July 3rd only at Camping World. Scientists at the University of Naples in Italy decided they wanted to figure out the best way to fully enjoy a cup of coffee. One can imagine that would be a very popular study to sign up for. Anyway, scientists have known for years that smell and taste are related, and that one can have a large impact on the other. So the study in Italy looked at the size of a person's sips of coffee and how much aroma was being released. Sip volume is what they call it. And what they found was the larger slurps a person took from their coffee, the more aroma was released. But the scientists weren't done with their study yet, or maybe they weren't done with their coffee yet. They wanted to see if their theory held up across all types of coffee. So they tried it out on four distinct coffee styles, American, Neapolitan, Mocha, and Espresso. 
and they found their findings held up across the board. The larger the gulps, the better the aroma given off. Even espresso, a coffee that is usually sipped, was found to give off the most aroma when you drink it in larger quantities. The scientists say the theory doesn't hold up for all drinks. For example, wine drinkers are still being advised to consume at a smaller rate to get the most out of it. But for coffee, it appears you shouldn't hold back. Don't take your time, the scientists say. Just dope that cup of coffee and get the day going. Or maybe go back for a second cup. Some of us apparently need more caffeine in the morning than others. So wake up and drink the coffee. The Osgood File. This is Charles Osgood on the CBS Radio Network. Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company has been serving the greater Inland Empire for over 60 years. For all of your printing needs, from full-color printing to high-speed copying and everything in between, go to Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company. Their staff is committed to your total satisfaction. Great service isn't just lip service at Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company. It's the way they do business year after year. Having trouble finding drafting supplies? Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company still carries a complete selection. Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company is rated high in customer satisfaction by Value Star, an independent rating company. For all of your personal or business printing, call Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company at 909-792-3478. That's 792-3478. Or visit them on New York Street in Redlands off the I-10 and the Crosstown Freeway. Over the next several weeks, KCAA will be crowdfunding our new FM transmitter using the online fundraising system called Indiegogo. As an incentive to participate in KCAA's crowdfunding, we will give you 100 radio advertisements for your business or charitable cause for each $100 you contribute to our fundraising effort. To participate, go to the KCAA website at www.kcaaradio.com and click on the Indiegogo banner located just above the Playing Now image, and soon you will be hearing the following station ID. You are listening to KCAA AM and FM, the stations that leave no listeners behind. KCAA, your local connection for news, News, traffic, traffic, weather, weather, and sports. sports. AM 1050, KCAA. KCAA 1050 AM and the Political Hour. Good afternoon, I'm Mark Westwood. It must be Tuesday, it must be 6 p.m., and it must be at least 99 degrees outside. It's very, very hot here in Southern California, and it's going to be a hot show today. Oh, my gosh. In the studio today, we have Welcome Back, Jacob Deravala, one of our co-hosts. We have Shirley Harlan, the first woman police officer in Redlands and a Democratic activist. Shirley is a longtime friend of mine. Nelson Goins, uh, who is a local youth Democratic political activist, and of course I'm Mark Westwood. On the phone lines today, we've got uh, two wonderful ladies. We talked to them last week. We brought them back again this week because the show was so interesting, so challenging, and, uh, well, we wanted to hear more of it. We have Jean Marie DeRay, and she's the National Issues Teams Coordinator at Progressive Democrats of America and has recently taken on the role of coordinator for the Illinois ERA Action Coalition. That's right, Equal Rights Amendment. 
Conference. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. And then also we are going to be hearing from Tammy Simpkins, who is the co-founder of ERA Action and co-chair of PDA's ERA Three State Strategy Team and the 2013 ERA Action White House Petition Coordinator and Originator. We've got lots of qualified people talking about something. And like I said last week, no, we're not flashing back to 1972. It is not 1973. We're going to talk about the Equal Rights Amendment. And no, there is no 28th Amendment. It did never pass. Uh, it was never ratified, I should say. It was passed by uh, uh, the Houses of Congress, but uh, we needed uh, 38 states to ratify it. We got to 35, and, uh, well, it didn't happen. And I don't know why it didn't happen. It's a, it's a pretty easy thing, uh, I think, but... Uh, uh, for some of you young people out here that may not fully understand what I'm talking about, that were born in 1990-something or other, what is the Equal Rights Amendment uh, to the Constitution of the United States? I want to uh, listen a little bit to this little bit of introduction before we get into our guests. The Equal Rights Amendment. And, uh, well, we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty here. Um, uh, and uh, we have a little uh, audio segment, I think, really seg uh, very, very much uh, uh, summarizes it. What is the Equal Rights Amendment? Women won the right to vote in 1920, 144 years after the formation of our nation, and it was a very, very long, hard fight. The next step was supposed to be full equality for women under the Constitution. It's almost 100 years later, and our Constitution still does not guarantee full civil and human rights for women equal to men's. We make up more than half of the population. We are the majority. Isn't it time to take the next step? If ratified, the ERA will make sure that our legal system must treat men and women equally. Seems like they should. The Equal Rights Amendment states, equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Don't you think a hundred years is way too long to wait? The Equal Rights Amendment. In California, a person may not be disqualified from entering or pursuing a business, profession, vocation, or employment because of sex, race, creed, color, national, national or origin, ethnic uh, origin, Colorado. Equality rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the state of Colorado or any of its political subdivisions because of sex. You know, it's very simple. They're all very simple statements. In Iowa, all men and women are created equal by nature, free and equal, and have a certain inalienable rights, among which those are an enjoyment of defending life, liberty, acquiring, possessing, and protecting property, and pursuing and obtaining safety and happiness. That's the Iowa Constitution. You know, lots of states have it. 35 have it. It shouldn't be... It shouldn't be rocket science, but it is rocket science to some people. It's being denied to the majority of the citizens of the United States. That's right. There are more citizens that are women in the United States than there are men, but yet they do not have equal rights. And I want to introduce one more person before we start to go to our panel. And now we have John Johnson on the line from Nevada. And Nevada is one of the key states that needs to be ratified and is uh, integral in passing this. Uh, John Johnson, uh, the youngest of nine other siblings, and uh, was a, a member of the Black Panthers, was born in Oakland, California, grew up in Sacramento, and uh, is uh, founded the United Democratic Caucus of Clark County as well as the Progressive Democrats of America Clark County Chapter, and became the youngest state leader for PDA. John Johnson on the line. Welcome, John. 
Hello, John. Hello, how's it going? Good, and welcome to Tammy on line one. Hi, Tammy. Tammy Simpkins. Hello. And welcome to Jean Marie DeRay on line two. Hello. Hello. So we've got them all straight, and we're all straight here. I think this is a record for the number of people on a Progressive Democrats of America political hour show. Uh, I, I'm counting eight here, and if we count John, that's nine. So <laughs> congratulations, to everybody. First of all, um, Jean Marie, I'm going to start with you. Um, uh, we had you on last week, and, and what did you take from our show last week, and what would you like for us to emphasize this week that was different from last week? Well, I think um, <clears throat> one of the things that I often see is that women's rights and equal rights gets boils down to two issues, which is reproductive rights and fair pay. And I think one of the things that needs to be made clear in, in, in the conversation is that it's about so much more than that. It is indeed. Um, and we're going to go on to uh, just to the second here. I want to talk about our Supreme Court here in just one second. Tammy, uh, would you like to add to what uh, Jean Marie said? Um, yes, and the whole idea of women's rights, um, it, it, the, the, the rights of women affect everybody. So when, you know, the whole, the whole cliche, when women succeed, we all succeed, is quite true, you know. We we are you know we we are equal citizens. We should be equal citizens in the country here, and um, we just really need, I think, to emphasize that we're talking not only women's rights; we're talking human rights. Yes, and uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, if you'd like to add as a male voice to this, because as Shirley and a lot of people are saying, it's important to have male voices supporting the ERA, like myself and other people. Uh, John. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean. I think it's been far too long, and I think really a lot Excuse of... Excuse me, just a minute, John. Can you talk a little louder into your phone or maybe place the... the we're having a little trouble picking you oh, up. Okay. So what I was saying was uh, a lot of people thought that women had equal rights, but, you know, I think it's time to start educating, you know, people and getting them fired up to get the equal rights passed because it's been far too long. And I have a daughter, you know, I have sisters, mothers, so... It affects the whole household. So I think, you know, this is something that needs to be corrected. Yes, I agree with you, John, as a man here. And I'm sure, Jacob, you agree? Of course. And uh, uh, do we have Nelson on board? Yeah, me on board. That's right. So we have a unanimous uh, decision here. Let's pass. It's done. It's ratified. No, <laughs> I wish it was that simple. We're glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. We need to have some good news after the news uh, this week of uh, – United States Supreme Court. And while this isn't affecting, well, it's it, it's an affront to women in a lot of ways. Um, for our listeners who may have been under what? a rock, um, uh, well, that's some interesting music, John. Um, you know, to say that, you know, a, a corporation can, can have uh, uh, a say over a woman's liberty, it's a, it's a matter of liberty uh, to choose their... Their reproductive choices, um, I think, is an affront to women. Don't you agree, Jean? Yes, I, I absolutely do. I think, um, I think, also too, the way it comes down is the way I'm looking at it is it's an affront on, on many uh, in many ways. One is it's, a, it's, a, it's an affront in terms of women and also their families as a whole to be able to make choices about when to have children. 
so that they can know how they can afford to take care of those children and provide the resources those children need. Thus, it can put families into a tremendously hard economic situation where other children may be at risk because of it. And I also see it, too, is a denial of, of health care. And, uh, you know, I come from a background where I believe health care is a human right. And birth control, while the pill is used primarily for birth control, it's also used uh, for treatments of diseases and many, and many other medical conditions. And thus, <clears throat> by denying the use of birth control to women through their health insurance plans, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, having full coverage for them, you may be denying a woman not birth control, but treatment for an illness. And therefore, we're, we're discriminating against women and saying that it's so important for us to have control over your reproduction that we are willing to risk your health and, and your life by denying you treatment for an illness you may have. And that's very frightening. It is very frightening. And, you know, here's something that... I had somebody on Facebook uh, out of Texas who was making a big argument and said there was no dissenting voice. First of all, there was dissenting voices. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for instance. And, and I believe the vote, the, you know, there's nine people on the Supreme Court, last I checked, four men, uh, five men and four women, if I'm not mistaken. And you know what? There were five men who voted it down and, and four women d- dissented. And I, th- I think uh, – that, that's pretty startling here that we have the divide like that in the Supreme Court. I, I, I'm just stating that. It's, it's something that you know, we really need to look at. And, uh, Tammy, I, I'm sure you probably agree with this. Um, uh, and Would you like to add anything to it? Well, I would, I'd just like to say you know, it, it is pretty frightening that we're, we're talking about controlling women's bodies. We're talking about the fact that we're not protected in the cost. I mean, what's next? Really, what what is next here? I mean, some people want to, um, you know, kind of trivialize the uh, war on women, and the fact of the matter is there's always been a war on women. And, you know, it, it really has um, started with the corporations. And, and I found out, you know, um, here very recently that the, this whole deal with the corporations back to the stop can be traced back to stop the ERA campaign, um, you know, with Phyllis Schlafly and, you know, um, the right wing. And um, it's a, a well-laid-out plan. It's, it, you know, they've, they've been working on this for a long time, and, you know, we, we have to, to band together and, you know, stop this because our country's at risk here. I mean, it's not just the women in our country. It's our whole entire country mm-hmm. that is at risk, it, our democracy. Yeah, and, and it's not just that, you know, uh, you know, it allows people, based on their religious preferences now, um, some people say it's a more narrow version of this, but I think that there are other people that will argue and will try it that, you know, maybe they'll put a sign out in front like they had at Barney's Beanery that says, uh, and I hate to use the vernacular, but no fags allowed. Or, 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 you know, because of your religious right, you have the religious, religious liberty to to uh, opt out of things like, you know, health care and things like that. And I think that's what it really is about, don't you? What, do you, what, what are your comments on that? 
Well, I mean, I just wonder, honestly, sometimes if, if these people are really all about religious or they're not just using this religion to kind of... Um, yeah, I, I just I, I just don't see some of these people um, worshiping anything but the almighty dollar. I don't believe that anybody that is religious, um, most religions that I'm aware of in the world, um, one thing we they all have in common is something called, um, you know, golden rule, treating others how they wish to be treated. And, and I can't understand how anybody could call themselves religion, religious or even a Christian, any anything like that, when, when they're... Um, you know, they're, they're profiting off the backs of human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when a woman can't control, you know, my grandmother had 10 children. You know, I'm sure she would have liked to have had some birth control. That's a lot, you know, that's a lot to put on somebody. And, and, and like Jeannie said, this is all, you know, getting reduced down to this. And, you know, birth control, most, most people believe in birth control. And when, when, when these insurance companies are covering Viagra, and that kind of thing, you know, it is complete. It is it is discrimination. Yeah, in a and, lot of and ways. that's why the ERA would would you know we that would that would help you know if we had the ERA in place. And you know, um, people are really I think seeing this this whole revival of the ERA. Terry O'Neill, the president of um, now the National Organization for Women, even made a statement today that you know it's time we revive this. Um, the, the, ER, the ERA, the, the push, and that's what we're doing. It's amazing it, it, that <clears throat> we're still talking about this in 2014. And it is, I think, bringing this up again and, and stirring these things up. From a legal law standpoint of view, there are some people that make the argument that the Supreme Court had no other choice but to make this decision. Um, and, uh, you know, law students are saying, well, it wasn't that broad sweeping, and you know we need to you know take a look at, at what that was said. Isn't that right, Nelson? Yeah, that is right. I, uh, from a legal standpoint, I, I had a conversation with one of my friends that's in law school, and he said, you know, listen, uh, corporations are people. Corporations are still entitled to religious beliefs, and this corporation did have a religious preference. And you know, we can't the court can't sit there and pick and choose on what they do with China. I know that was a big thing. And see, uh, here's what you just said. Corporations are people. But they, under the Constitution, they are. Well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I remember reading in the Supreme Court decision that they mentioned a difference between publicly held corporations and... Uh, privately. And, yeah, and yeah. closely held corporations. Yeah, so if you're a, if you're a privately owned corporation, you're, you're, you're your own entity. When you're a publicly owned corporation, you can't really have a predisposition to anything because everybody owns it, uh, not just not just. Privately yeah, but owned. some of the corporations we have are very big. For example, the Koch brothers are a... Would, would apply to the same type of organization, possibly, that uh, the, the company that raises in, in the courts is. Well, listen, <laughs> listen, if Democrats are going to get anywhere, we need to stop bringing up, like, all these big corporations and these Koch brother things and using them as a scapegoat, because I'm, I'm almost as tired of he- about hearing about the Koch brothers as what really? they've done. A yes, scapegoat? I am. The Koch I am, because <laughs> I, I think we need to stop putting so much emphasis. You know, I see this huge thing about the Koch brothers and well, the, the Supreme reason, Court The reason I mentioned it is because it's family-owned, and that's what this... This applies to is those those family owned that are not that you can't 
that public cannot buy stocks in. The Koch brothers are trying to be the nation, not the United States. That's the problem. <laughs> the Koch brothers are so big that they're bigger than most economies I'm, I'm not, in I'm, the nation. I'm not sitting here saying that the Koch brothers aren't ruining the country. I'm just tired of hearing about them with every little thing. Well, it's not every little thing. Some things aren't applicable to the this Koch brothers. This is not a little thing, Nelson. I disagree with <laughs> no, you. No, but you, you, you're, you're, using the, you're using the Koch you're, you're using the Koch. No, I'm not defending them, but you're using the Koch brothers out of context. You're using the, well, them in relation well, to birth control. This is Jeannie. Um, may I interject something? Sure. Yes, you may. Um, sure. I, you know, in terms of the argument uh, in relation to this being about religious freedom, I don't buy it. And the reason I don't buy it is when you read through the decision, one of the things that they state specifically is that this would not apply uh, to blood transfusions. For those who are not aware, Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that blood transfusions are acceptable within their religious beliefs. And this brings hold on, something hold on. up. That, that, brings, that brings an unreasonable burden to, under a legal standpoint, that brings an unreasonable burden into the person, meaning that they could die. Now, birth control is different because they still can go out there and pay for birth control because it's not an unreasonable burden. Birth control is much more affordable than a blood transfusion. And that's not, just from a court standpoint. Not to a poor woman. I, I will have to interject and, there because and, we can say that it's affordable to do. You know, I, don't, I know when I was in, in um, you know, back, you know, when I was like 18 years old, back when Planned Parenthood wasn't a dirty word, back when we were saying, you know, practice, um, be safe, um, I believe when birth control wasn't, wasn't covered then, it was like 30 bucks a month. That might not sound like a lot to some people, but when you're scraping pennies together to feed your kids that you already have, it's a big deal, and, and it, it is a big deal. Okay, I'm going to interrupt for everybody right now, because this brings me to something really good, and this is a very esteemed woman by the name of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You might recognize her as a Supreme Court justice, one of the nine people, and here is a little bit of Ginsburg Hobby Lobby dissent. And it says, religious organizations exist to foster the interests of persons subscribing to the name and the same religious faith. Not so for profit organizations and corporations. Workers who stay in the operations commonly are not drawn from one religious community. Not drawn from one religious community. It bears note that the cost of an IUD is nearly equivalent to a month's full-time pay for workers on the minimum wage. Just exactly what you said, Tammy. The court, I fear, has ventured into a minefield, slut-shaming geezers and religious extremists. One thing is clear. The fight isn't over. we got to stand together for what we know is right. And that's just the very first part of a 35-page dissent by one of the women on the, state, on the Supreme Court of the United States. Very interesting. Okay, but are we going to sit here and nitpick and say say that that is a ridiculous? We aren't going to say that that's not a ridiculous cost for birth control. Like, shouldn't birth control be more affordable? <laughs> like, like, and not only that. Like, we we are a free country, and you know, I'm I'm not Christian. I don't have any religious affiliation, but I do understand that we do have the right to religious freedom. And I would really hate for someone to take that away from me. And while I don't think that a corporation is acting in a nice way by taking birth control away from people, I don't think that we can sit here and interject and tell them what they can and can't do. They are a Christian company. They're closed on Sundays. But they're not they're not not a person. They're not. And they have many workers. But they're owned by a person. And we all have the right not to work for Hobby Lobby and not to, well, to do that either. Yes. And I guess we need to realize um, they may be they're they're owned by a person, but if a lot of these people have their way, they'd be owning the people. And in many ways they do. And birth control is um, 
something that it, 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 I don't even I don't believe that like Jean said. It, this has nothing to do with their religious freedom. It has to do with controlling women. It has to do with keeping us having to fight to 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 hold on to what little bit you know the gains that that the women fought for before us. We're still trying to hold, and if we don't, if we're not able to move forward and and get the ERA, that's what we're going to be doing. And speaking of ERA, we need to get back onto that subject. And, um, you know, we we can debate a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of lots of time to debate this uh, new Hobby Lobby um, horse, horse pucky, as I call it. But uh, we need to move back to the ERA because we have uh, Mr. Johnson on the line and also as well. And we need to talk about what we do next and in the future and the three-state strategy and how we believe passing the Equal Rights Amendment, uh, the, the best strategy for that. And, uh, you know, before we go to the break, um, uh, in just a couple of minutes, um, you know, as we start to reflect on this, Mr. Johnson, I brought you on because of one thing. You're from the state of Nevada, correct? Clark yeah. County. And um, Nevada's pretty pivotal in passing the Equal Rights Amendment because we need three more states, correct? Yeah. And tell us what is happening in Nevada, and uh, what what is you know give us an update. So we've been working very hard uh, here in both the state assembly and the state senate on uh, bringing more support, bringing more awareness around you know ratifying it. Even though the timeline expires, you know a lot of legislators you know figure it's a dead issue, but. For us, we feel that the more states that do ratify will put pressure on, it didn't happen, it put pressure on the federal government to actually pass the legislation. So we actually found a progressive caucus member on the state Senate, uh, Senator Patricia Spearman, to author it on the Senate side. So now what we're doing is we're working in November to keep the Democratic majority in the Assembly and the Democratic majority in the Senate. And and believe we go back in June or excuse me, January of 2015. But when we go back to session, we will ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. Hopefully, we'll be the second state because Illinois is actually they have their opportunity in November. So we won't come up until 2016, around January, February. So we're looking to be either the first or second state to actually ratify. And with us, we have a Republican governor, but we don't need his signature to ratify the amendment. We just need a simple majority in both houses. Well, well, thank you, Mr. Johnson. We're going to come back after the break, uh, Gene and Tammy and Jacob and Nelson and Shirley. And I guess I'll be here, too, uh, <laughs> with more. And we'll be talking about the three-state strategy in just a few moments. Everybody stick around. It's been a great show thus far. President Obama has been hit with a firestorm of vitriolic criticism from Republican opportunists hoping to score political points by blaming him for the latest upheaval in Iraq. 
So I was pleased when finally one Republican spoke out loudly to deflect these partisan attacks. Thank you, Dick Cheney. Yes, he's back. The snarling, self-righteous, shameless old hypocrite wrote a nasty op-ed in the Wall Street Journal that was meant to skewer Obama on the Iraq issue, but it backfired. One, Cheney's attack was so vitriolic and personal, even accusing Obama of betrayal and being a fool, that it revealed just how mean and malignantly partisan Cheney is. More significantly, though, his venomous rant reminded everyone that, wait a minute, it wasn't Obama who made a ghastly mess of Iraq. It was Cheney and his imperious regime of neocon chicken hawks. The punchline in his op-ed was a haymaker intended to floor Obama. Rarely has a U.S. president been so wrong about so much at the expense of so many. But whammo, it was such a wild swing. That- hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But instead of socking Obama, Cheney's roundhouse punch went full circle and smashed into his own glass jaw. Even Fox News, which had been a wildly enthusiastic backer of Cheney's war, roasted him over that line. Fox interviewer Megyn Kelly put it to him like this. Time and time again, history has proven that you got it wrong as well in Iraq, sir. You said there was no doubt Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. You said we would be greeted as liberators. You said the Iraq insurgency was in its last throes back in 2005. What do you say to those who say you were so wrong about so much at the expense of so many? This is Jim Hightower saying, precisely right. So thank you again, Dick Cheney, for taking the heat off of Obama and putting it right where it belongs. What do the corporate powers from Wall Street to Walmart have in common? They hate the Hightower Lowdown. You can see why at www.hightowerlowdown.org. According to the Health Insurance Association of America, approximately 30% of people ages 35 to 65 will suffer a disability for at least 90 days, and about 1 in 7 will become disabled for at least 5 years. If you are over 50 years old, then you need to know about the Caregiver Program. This program provides a cash payment to you if you are unable to perform two of the daily functions, or a tax-free cash benefit may be paid to your family members should you become disabled. No medical licensing required. This is a Smart Money Tip brought to you by Smart Money Talk Radio, hosted by Jim and Lorraine Conaway. Please contact Conaway and Conaway at 888-266-2929 for your free consultation. Securities offered through J.P. Turner and Company, LLC, member SIPC. Investment advice and financial planning offered through J.P. Turner and Company, Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. J.P. Turner and Company, LLC, and J.P. Turner and Company, Capital Management, LLC, are not affiliated with Conaway and Conaway Incorporated. Southern California's Inland Talk Express is KCAA News Talk 1050. Hey, I can't find nothing on the radio. Uh, oh, oh it's right here. You found it. Right here. That's right, folks. Keep it right here at 1050 AM. KCAA <laughs> Radio and KCAAradio.com. Live local news coverage right here in the Inland Empire. Your NBC News Radio affiliate. 
And, uh, you know, you can find us on Ustream.tv at PDA Political Hour. You can watch uh, Nelson uh, yawning right now. (laughs) 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 And then uh, we also have a Facebook page, and Jacob Daravella will tell you about that. Facebook.com slash PDA Radio. If you go to Facebook.com and you search for it, you'll find it at PDA Political Hour. Or, like I said, you can type in Facebook.com slash PDA Radio. Did you want me to go over a little uh, promotion thing that we're having? Right little here. promotion thing. All right. So obviously we want more people to like our Facebook page and we'd appreciate it if you like our show to go over and give it a like. And as well as if like. you go over to the – Click and like. Click and like. If you like the Facebook page oh, – I'm sorry. If you like the show and if you like the Progressive Democrats of America, we are giving away some and of course they bumper like stickers. And uh, what was what was the word you used again? So I don't use the wrong one. Click and like. Uh, a drawing of sh- – of sorts. Oh, an opportunity drawing. Uh-huh. Never there use the word go. raffle on radio. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> drawing. Unless you well. want Fred Lundgren to have a heart attack. But go ahead. <laughs> so you can see that we're giving away these three bumper stickers. Um, all you have to do is by the end of the day today, we'll be posting up a picture on the Facebook page that says, I listen to the PDA uh, Political Hour on 1050 AM KCA Radio. Share that picture. We'll be able to see that you shared it from our page, and you will automatically qualify for our uh, drawing to uh, receive one of these bumper stickers. And an autographed picture of Nelson Goins and Jacob Darabella. <laughs> we'll try to It'll be worth something one day. You, you have to and request sure, that. You have to you request, have to request, request the odd. Okay. Let's we'll see what back. we can do. Let's get back to business here. Uh, that self-promotion. It's like taking a radio selfie. You can find us on Ustream or KCARadio.com. Um, and, and now we are privileged and honored to reintroduce uh, Mr. John Johnson from the Nevada State Central Committee and Clark County. We're talking about the, the three-state strategy with Jean Marie DeRay, who is the National Issue Teams Coordinator of Progressive Democrats of America, and uh, also Tammy Simpkins, the co-founder of ERA Action, co-chairs of PDA and EDRA, ERA three-state strategy team. And thank you all for those great titles that I have a hard time rolling off my tongue. <laughs> but it's so good to have you all. Everybody say hello at once. Hello. 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 <laughs> and we are talking, ladies and gentlemen, if you just join us, you're just flying down the 91 or the 605 and you're stuck in traffic, this is the way to keep it, about the Equal Rights Amendment. And no, you haven't turned your radio back. You have not gone through the Twilight Zone. Rod Sterling is nowhere to be found. We're talking about 2014, passing the 28th Amendment, the Equal Rights Amendment, Never passed, ladies and gentlemen. And now it's time uh, to pass that. So, uh, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about, and I'm just going to go line for line. And uh, we're going to start with uh, our first caller, Tammy Simpkins, uh, who I introduced. And uh, she can talk a little bit about the three-state strategy and what is that. Can you define that for us, Tammy? Certainly. Um, the three-state strategy is uh, what we will, what it will do is we want to remove the deadline to ratify the ERA at the national level through you know through the House and the Senate. There's joint resolution. Um, ben Cardin in the Senate has now 35 co-sponsors, with the latest being Al Franken. Uh, also, that is bipartisan. We have two Republicans on board with that. We have Mark Kirk from Illinois, and we have Lisa Murkowski from, <clears throat> from Alaska, and then, of course, our, uh, Bernie Sanders, who is an independent. And then in the House, Jackie Spear is the lead sponsor on 
HJ Res 113, and we are now at 122 co-sponsors on that legislation. So this is gaining momentum, and, and the whole idea behind this is, you know, as we're moving through the states, getting these states um, ratified, the, the Congress put the, you know, there was a deadline placed on ratifying the ERA. It was in the um, preamble. It wasn't in the actual text, um, and it was seven years. Then the uh, Congress extended that deadline three years. So our, our feeling is Congress had the ability to extend it. They have the ability to remove it. They have the ability to take us to war. So I would think that there shouldn't be anything that, um, you know, anything complicated about removing the deadline to give more than half their citizens equality. We feel that this is, the you know, the quickest, most, um, you know, look look how long this has been going on. What if we had to start over again? So yeah. we, we believe that starting over is, is, you know, not we have, you know, have legislation introduced every year since, since the deadline was removed to start over. And, you know, we applaud that. I was startled to find out that, you know, it's not just 1972 or 73 when we kind of had the issues, you know, brought into the limelight by Phyllis Shafley and people like that. Uh, and right. it was, you know, Alice Paul and right after women's suffrage in the 19th Amendment for the women's right to vote uh, that started to bring this uh, equal rights amendment to the forefront. And we've been fighting it this long. Just some simple verbiage that says everybody's uh, created equal, has equal opportunity, equal rights, equal property ownership rights. Um, right. Pursuit of happiness, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's pretty disheartening when you find out that you, your government doesn't think you're you're a full, you know, citizen, a full human. You know, Shirley Harlan's been holding on to something over shocking. here. That's pretty shocking. That's pretty shocking. So the three-state strategy can basically is, you know, we're, we're working simultaneously, and it's the quickest way to get the job done. But I was pulled back in 1923 full constitutional quality, and then long before, all the way back to when our country was formed, women have been working to um, obtain uh, recognition by their their fellow brothers, um, citizens, you know, equal footing here in this country we helped build. A lot of people have fought a long time for this. In fact, I'm sitting in the studio with Shirley Harlan, Was by the way, we have the distinct honor of the first woman police officer. I keep uh, saying that. Of Redland, she, she keeps saying, oh, I don't want to hear that. But she is. She has a, that's a very big thing. She broke ground years ago. I danced several years back uh, with Shirley Harlan on her 80th birthday. She's very active, and I'm so glad that she's here smiling in the, the studio. And she has something to add here, and she's been holding on to this paper, and I know she wants to read something. So, Shirley, tell us what you got there. Well, I want to read. The, the Equal Rights Amendment has three sections, and they're they're simple, but they say a lot. Equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. That's section one. That's as simple as, as you can say it. And section two just has to do with the Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. And Section 3, this amendment shall take effect two years after the date of ratification. And it's been such a long time. The only place in our Constitution where we have equal rights with men is the right to vote. And that's why it's so important for women to register and to have their voice set and to vote. 
Thank you, you, Shirley. I've heard before of people mentioning that, um, mostly people from the LGBT community, that in Section 1, where you have equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex, that it should include um, or sexual orientation. Um, That's a similar issue to the ERA, but hey, um, the ERA as as it is, would be just as good personally. And although I'm in favor of adding that, you know, I don't know that you can go back and add something to something that is going to be ratified, has been ratified by 38 yeah. states, and then add it in. And I would love to do I that. I was just mentioning it. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, and an uh, don't you agree, Nelson? I do agree that people should have the equal opportunity to get jobs and stuff like that. Life, liberty, justice, and the pursuit of happiness. Those, those words sound familiar, right? Right? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I mean, I, I don't mean. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I was waiting for, a, out for a an agreement there. Well, yes. And, but at this point, the, the the way the ERA is written, we believe will, you know, be um, a way for for LGBT people to marry the person they they choose to marry. And this is one of the big objections. They're going state by state, which is wonderful. It kind of reminds me of the. The suffragists going state by state to gain their rights to vote. Wouldn't it be better if it was just in the in the Constitution? I, I really believe that that would be a way. And 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 now it, it it it's just so ironic that it. I think it's a good selling point where before it was used against us. Mm-hmm. So it shows you know how how far we've come thinking wise in our country. You know the evolution of thought as we move forward to a more just society. Now that's a, a good selling point. I feel. It was one of the big arguments. Uh, first of all, it was, uh, you know, against the against it, and uh, you know, it was kind of superfluous. I thought that was like totally like a another subject at the time, and, and now you know the the also what were the two other arguments we talked about last week? We talked about the argument um, of uh, abortion, and was that kind of mixed bi- in with it. And, and well, bathrooms and women's combat, women in combat, and then you know, women right. die in combat every. You know, they, they've been dying since our country started, and, and and now they're allowed in combat without an ERA. And no, but they can die for our country, but they're not recognized fully. And then the, the joint bathrooms, and I don't know about you guys out in California, but here in Ohio, we've got all kinds of, of bathrooms where we've got men, so... Okay, and you know, I think we're all kind of in agreement here, and I hope our listeners have learned a little bit about something. I think a, a lot of listeners have just said, you know, I didn't even know it wasn't passed. I thought it passed already. A lot of people just are like, wow, it, I'm getting those comments and stuff. So, you know, we're, we're educating people, and that's part of it, the education process. We were going to have a, a young lady by the name of Kamala um, Colin, Kamala Lopez. Uh, she didn't quite make it on the lines for some reason or other, but she has something called the ERA Education Project. I just want to mention that. It's ERA educationproject.com it's a website you can go to and learn more education i think that's part of the key is is educating people and arming uh, everyone with knowledge i think that prevails and logic once the uh, the subject is cleared up and simplified and uh, you know everybody understands it so i'm going to go down the line here and and we're going to talk about action now and what we can do and each you know i've got somebody on the line from illinois i got somebody on the line from nevada tammy what state are you calling from I'm calling from Ohio. Ohio. But, um, so we're, we're national be... today. And, uh, yeah. Um, so let's go down the line and, and everybody tell me about an action item that's happening in their local area. First of all, with line one, Tammy, what's going on in, in your state of Ohio right now that uh, you'd like to tell people about? 
Well, what, what we're doing right now is we are getting ready um, to have a fundraising event for the rally that PDA, ERA Action, and We Are Woman is um, heading up along with um, he, And we're hoping to do that here in Dayton. We had one back in March here in my hometown at Chill Coffee, um, and we had our, our um, state candidate, Nina Turner, here as a, as a, a special um who we love. I'm sure everyone knows all about Nina Turner. Um, and we're um, trying to get money uh, for the for the rally. And as we move forward, you know, in PDA with, with the with the ERA, um, that rally is going to be, like I said, on September 12th, or I'm sorry, September 13th on the West Lawn of the Capitol. And on September 12th, we're going to have an ERA um, action day um, where we're going to go be visiting the senators and the Congress people. That's going to be um, headed up by PDA. So that's and a, we're going to be we're, so very, it's a big deal, and we need money. So we hope people will help. And if they go to RallyHub.WeAreWoman.us, there's all kinds of info there. And say that really again. Say that again. Amazing bracelets. What is that website again? It's RallyHub.WeAreWoman.us. Mm-hmm. Rallyhub.wearewomen.us, just the way it sounds. Thank you, Tammy. We, but we are women, not women, woman. Woman, M-A-N. Yes. Okay. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I got you. And I think our listeners, um, rallyhub.wearewoman.us. And then, yes, sir. <laughs> that's a lot of. We got to find you a domain that we can. Uh, it's easier. But, uh, uh, and then, um, uh, Tammy, thank you so much for being on here. Would you like to tell us about uh, uh, this issue orientated uh, team a little bit with PDA and what you guys are doing? Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Jean. Jean, I'm sorry, Jean Marie. Okay. Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, for our issue team, uh, we have. A- people who participate from all over the country um, and from different groups. Uh, ERA Action, of course, is is one of those groups, Um, as are people from NOW, the National Organization of Women, from AAUW, the American Association of University Women. Um, There's actually, I could probably list, uh, you know, more than two dozen groups that that are actively participatory in in our ERA campaign. Um, Here in Illinois... Right now, uh, we are getting ready for our first uh, large-scale event to support the ERA since we need to do two things. We need to raise awareness so that we can get the support we need to complete ratification. Um, We've moved it through the Senate, but we do have to complete the job of getting it through the House, and we're just shy of a few votes. So we need to rally support, and we also need to get donations because... Uh, To date, we have been running this campaign on zero dollars, believe it or not. So um, that doesn't work long. We need to bring in the money and um, and make sure that we can prepare for some large scale, much larger scale events moving forward. um, You know, in the Chicago area, uh, in the state's capital, and in some of the um, smaller towns around Illinois um, and more rural communities where there is a lot of support for the ERA, but we need to get to them. We need to get their support. We need to have them calling into their legislators. 
we need to have them helping us to put that pressure on because it's very easy to call through Cook County in in Chicago area and get all those legislators on board. But it's a little more difficult in, in some of the more rural areas where um, we often hear things from legislators saying that we do want to vote for this, but we have some constituents who may not want us to. Or sometimes it's the reverse where we'll have a more conservative legislator and um, his constituents or her constituents want them to vote for ERA, and the legislator is a little uneasy or unsure about that. So, um, you know, there's a reason why Illinois did not get ratified the first time around, and we don't want to have it happen a second time. Well, thank you for so. your good work there. And people who want to learn more about this issue organizing team with the Progressive uh, Democrats of America can go to this website, PDA. America.com. PDAmerica.com. Is that correct? Uh, PDAmerica.org. PDAmerica.org. Okay. Yes, and they can, uh, there's a banner there, and you can find it under issues. You can find out more about our ERA events nationally. There's an events tab, and if you'd like to help out with the ERA, there is a donate button as well, because as I said, we do need the funds to move the ERA forward. And thank you so much, uh, um, uh, Jean Marie DeRay, and thank, thank you, you to Tammy Simpkins. And we'll uh, wrap this portion up with uh, John Johnson, who meant this and brought this up, and I think this is a very good uh, point. You know, we've got people here in California we need to elect, like Pete Aguilar in the 31st that supports this. Um, uh, in, in Nevada, we've got to elect some people, and that's what uh, Mr. John Johnson's working off with the Nevada State Central Committee. Uh, isn't that correct, Mr. Johnson? Yeah, uh, we're working hard out here to ratify it. And what I really want to illustrate to the listeners is that with, you know, hard work and organizing, you can actually accomplish a lot. Because just two years ago when I moved out here, uh, even Nevada uh, residents and legislators actually here in Nevada thought it was already passed. And I actually had to call our research division at the uh, state capitol and get the, you know, history of it. And I start emailing it out and people start looking. And since then, we actually have Congresswoman Dina Titus signed on to our federal legislation. Um, and now we're pushing on a statewide level for the re- resolution. And actually, I had an organizer call me today and let me know that Congressman Horsford's office contacted her and now they're interested in signing on to our federal legislation. So I really think, you know, the real key is educating and effectively organizing to get the message out there and, you know, push our elected officials to work for us to do what we want and not what they say that they want for us. Yes, that's exactly right. And the real key is never anybody give up because since 1989, this ERA amendment has been introduced to the halls of Congress on the congressional floor every year, including the last time with uh, Tammy Baldwin, who everybody knows, uh, reintroduced it. And, and yes, we need to eliminate that deadline. And uh, there's lots of work to do to pass something that should have been passed years ago, the Equal Rights Amendment, the 28th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. Thank you once again as we say goodbye. Uh, I'm deeply in, in gratified and honored that we had people from Illinois, from Ohio, and from Nevada today. Thank you, Tammy Simpkins. Thank you, Jean Marie Duray. And thank you to Mr. John Johnson from the Nevada State Central Committee. Thank you, and uh, best of luck oh. to you, and we'll be checking in with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, and have a great day.
All right. And as we move on with the political hour, I uh, uh, want to continue on to some other subjects because we just have a few more minutes. And, gee, the hour goes so quickly all the time. And, and, and Shirley Har- Harlan, uh, you have something going on. I want you to talk a little bit about that. Well, what's, what's going on is about Medicare. And Medicare on July 30th will be celebrating 49 years of health care security for America's seniors and calling for an expanding Medicare to everyone. And Medicare's birthday parties are being held all over the state, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be doing one in this area as, as well. Uh, to honor and support the health care system that continues to reliably and affordably serve our families. Happy birthday, Medicare. And, and Nelson was talking about single-payer health care. You're, you're favor of that, right? Yeah, I'm a big favor of single-payer health care. I think that, uh, that almost eliminates the Supreme Court ruling that we just saw today. It takes it completely just into the single-payer system as opposed to uh, corporations having to make decisions based off religious beliefs for their uh, employees. Very good point. Um, so I, I just think I, – I personally think that Obamacare is a step in the right direction, but it's not the solution. Uh, and, you know, people are sitting here upset about the, the religious beliefs of Hobby Lobby, but they are entitled to it. They're a privately held company uh, that is owned by a family, and they're entitled to their reli- religious beliefs, and that's not the problem we have here. The problem we have here is we still have people that aren't getting the full access to health care they need because everybody's against a single-payer system, which not is everybody. Wrong. We lost by two votes in the state of California to get single-payer health care on the state level. And a lot of people don't realize that if you don't like Obamacare or Obama insurance care, which is what it really is, it's really not a health care program. It's insuring people. Yeah. Um, and thank you to that because I am now insured and I've never been insured for like the last five, six years since I developed diabetes. I couldn't get health care insurance. Now I can. And I'm getting treatment. I'm losing weight. I'm getting healthier. I'm being proactive about my health because I can do it. And I'm feeling better. I have more energy and look out world. But <laughs> <laughs> you're all in trouble now. But uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And I, I totally agree with you on that. We had two Democrats that voted down that. And both of them are under indictment now for <laughs> illegal <laughs> dealings in the state assembly and the state senate. They're brothers. And their names escape me right now. But I wish I, I, I could. The Calderones? Yes, the Calderones. That's it. Those lying, thieving SOBs. <laughs> anyway. Dun, dun, dun. are two brothers. One was in the Senate. One was in the State Assembly. And they were the two votes uh, that we lost. The single-payer health care we could have opted out and actually would have saved, saved the state a lot of money. Well, we, we are working on a, on a plan in the state to educate so that in 2017 we can activate it and, and move, move forward with it. The biggest and, you know, message to everyone should be that it is the fiscally well, responsible um, option. The, <laughs> if you look at how much the United States pays on healthcare compared to other countries, this is the fiscally responsible option: is single payer because it works mm-hmm. and it works cheaper than what we have now. Well, wait, the reason I said that, you know, the. Uh, uh, birth control costing so much money because that's ridiculous. You know, you you sit here and you. you yes, it's preposterous. I think I think IV. I'm not sure. I, I don't quote me on this, anyone. But I think IV probably costs over two hundred dollars, and I think I read somewhere it costs like three dollars to make. Uh, so someone's profiting big off this, and healthcare isn't a for profit. Shouldn't be a for profit business. Well, I'm so excited to have young men sitting beside me that are supporting single payer. That's great. But let me just make one point. The cost of health care is an issue in itself. It's, mm-hmm. it's not related in some respects to making sure that everybody has health care. 
and, and the fact of the matter is the cost goes down when we have more people in the pool. It has to. It, it has to because there's more prevention. They're not going to the hospitals when it's acute, and that's when the costs are higher. I had an eye injury uh, a few weeks back, and I had to go to the emergency room. And um, what I noticed, there's still quite a few people in the emergency room that are using it for clinical care because they still haven't gotten health insurance. The fact of the matter is that Obamacare is meant to cover about 17 million people. There's 30 million uninsured people in the United States right now. So it doesn't cover enough. And, you know, uh, it is higher. It's more expensive. It does nothing to control medical costs. And that's why single payer would really do that. Well, you look at, you know... I have Kaiser, and I think Kaiser is probably a good model for what our country should be when it and goes you, to health Are you paying for Kaiser? No, my mother worked for Kaiser. And because you're 18 years old now. I'm 20. 20 years yeah. old now. Until he's 26. Until he you're can... 26. But it, so you used to say, thank you, President Obama. Well, I just think it's a good model because whenever I have something wrong with me that's small, like I have a cold, you know, I have a, a mole or something, I go and see a physician's assistant, and then they send me a referral. Um, we don't need to see doctors every time we have something emergency wrong emergency rooms three times four times the amount yeah. of expense uh john watanabe is doing a dance over here in just a <laughs> few minutes here you know once again go onto our facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash pda radio or look for the pda political hour on facebook thank you announcer don pardo now <laughs> you've got a good announcer voice and in you? other words that's I gotta right. work on it you know you, you are working on it you got it pretty good we got a couple of guys both want to go into communications <laughs> and radio here and, and they're both politically active and right it is great to have them in the studio Shirley and it's great to have you as well thank you Jacob Daravella thank you Shirley Harlan thank you Nitzel. thank you Mark Nitzel? Nelson Nelson Goins <laughs> I'm Mark West but thank you to John Watanabe and Fred Lundgren and the KCA group for bringing us here on KCARadio.com, the political hour returns next week. But meanwhile, tune us back in at KCARadio.com or Ustream.tv at PDA Political Hour. Good night. KCAA News Time, 7 o'clock. Currently 85 degrees in San Bernardino. We want to remind you that the Ontario Nazarene Church will be hosting their ninth annual Children's Music Camp on July 21st through the 25th. It'll be a fun week full of music theory, music appreciation, singing, drama, games, the Bible, and so much more. This music camp is for children aged 4 through 12 years of age. The cost is only $25, and for more information, call the Ontario Nazarene Church at 909-986-6776. Or you can find the registration form on the Ontario First Church of the Nazarene Facebook page. Stay tuned. Coming up next, the High Tower Report. And get ready for another edition of Patriot Radio with Tom O'Halloran. I'm John Watanabe on the Inland Talk Express. 
1050, and on the World Wide Web at kcaaradio.com. President Obama has been hit with a firestorm of vitriolic criticism from Republican opportunists hoping to score political points by blaming him for the latest upheaval in Iraq. So I was pleased when finally one Republican spoke out loudly to deflect these partisan attacks. Thank you, Dick Cheney. Yes, he's back. The snarling, self-righteous, shameless old hypocrite wrote a nasty op-ed in the Wall Street Journal that was meant to skewer Obama on the Iraq issue, but it backfired. One, Cheney's attack was so vitriolic and personal, even accusing Obama of betrayal and being a fool, that it revealed just how mean and malignantly partisan Cheney is. More significantly, though, his venomous rant.